My rating on this is going to be a little embarrassing. Is it really high? It's probably higher than it deserves to be for the quality of movie that it is. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I enjoy this movie. Me too. Yeah. It's not a good movie. No, it's a but bad it's movie. Not enjoyable at movie. All. Yeah. No. Yeah, I have fun, but it's not a good movie. Yeah. Is it like they kind of? Well, let's just get into it. Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Uh, Dan, what are we talking about? Uh, a Knight's Tale. Oh, like that. the movie A Knight's Tale, not yeah. like A Knight's Tale. Not, I'm just talking about like not Jeffrey Chaucer's Chaucer. Yeah, I'm gonna Knight's tell you Tale a story from... about a knight, not Chaucer, but kind of a. It has Chaucer in it. Oh yeah, he is in it. Yeah, yeah. Paul Bettany. It's played by the Vision. They actually, the Vision. yeah, I actually like Paul Bettany quite a bit. I do too, but he is sometimes like uh, used as cut right Jude Law. Yes, he which does, is and weird. Yeah, he doesn't do a great because for a long time I think his career couldn't hold it, but like he for a long time was not judicious on the scripts. Nope. That Remember chose. that one where he's like a fallen angel? Legion. Yes. Legion. It just went on Netflix. I did not watch it, but I it came on Netflix, and I was like, oh, they put some new movies up. Well, that's just fine. Do you have but pangs of regret for like actually? Because I watched that movie and I was like, I've seen it in the past. I didn't watch it yeah. like, since it has come on. Netflix but that's also like, different but. than the one where he plays like a motorcycle priest in like <laughs> a weird like post-apocalyptic he world. Plays che right? <laughs> like, Wait, he's a motorcycle. I think you're thinking of the Book of Eli, and that's no. This was like well before that. Actually, well, remember he played the the albino monk from Da Vinci he Code. He did, yeah. Which was a weird choice. A lot of things in that movie are a weird choice. <laughs> Mostly Choices Tom Hanks' were made. hair piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so okay. Paul Bettany's in this movie, but not the main dude. Uh, it's no. also got Heath Ledger and the guy who played um, not King of Queens. No. The other no. one. yes, dear. No, third one. No, dear. No, no dear. What was the name of his show? Uh. I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. I forget the name yeah. of it. Though. It was a better one than any of the other ones. Boy, Paul Bettany. I, I don't know why I like you as an actor because I'm just. He looking does not at do good stuff. Things. But he's master and commander. That's not good. <laughs> hey, remember when we played that card game that that man based on the book series Master oh and Commander, and in no way did it really involve Master and Commander at all, except that that man read too many books. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when we didn't understand a rule, and he's like, "Just think about what a midshipman would have done on like a." dinghy and oh, we were like we're the wrong audience for this. <laughs> people don't know that dude that's not just a thing people have on hand his kickstarter got in fun- got funded did it yeah i signed up for his email list because <laughs> yeah. i can't help but give liz people is, my email <laughs> liz is the one of the seven of us who didn't write a fake email address <laughs> yeah, yeah i think my fair, email address was my one two three at at, <laughs> at jeep.com at ma- mail g.com mail or something g. <laughs> Uh, Giebel. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. I know something else that he's in that would be... The Flintstones? Because he oh, was he is also, also uh, not John Goodman, uh, Fred Flintstone. Are you Flintstone. talking about Rufus Sewell? No, Rufus Sewell is... He's in this, though. He is in this. He's got weird eyes, but I love him. He does, but he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good bad guy. I've never seen him do anything else, but... Well, he was in... 
He was in that movie that wasn't the prestige that my sister and I went to thinking it was the prestige, The Illusionist. The Illusionist. That came out at the exact same, <laughs> at the exact same time. time. We were in I the was theater. pretty convinced was just like a magic joke in and of itself. Yeah, we were so excited to go see The Prestige. And then we sat down to The Illusionist and we were like, oh, Ed Norton's in this? And it was fine. I'll say Jessica Biel is not as good an actor as Scarlett Johansson. It's just true. That's not a hot take. That's just a thing. That's no, true. That's true. Um, still standing. Was Still the name standing. Of, I never would guess that. No, it's it's both a bad and good sitcom like yeah. title, um, but Mark Addy, who Mark might be Addy. better known as Robert, Robert Barathean. Barathean. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, so those people are base. in this, and Alan Tudyk, who is my favorite man alive. <laughs> I love him so much. Okay, then you're uh, allowed. And I don't care for Firefly all that much. I said it. This is actually where I discovered Alan Tudyk. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And then Steve the Pirate was the second one. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was this, and then I knew that he was on Firefly, but I like. Do you know he's gonna be Iago? Really? Mm -hmm. Do I like that? I don't that's know like about that. His, I can't answer that. Yeah. That's like his career at this well, point yeah, in his life. Well, yeah, because now he's like doing weird. He was like one of the side bad guys in Frozen and a weird voice you wouldn't have picked him out as being in some other movie. He was the chicken in Moana. Yes. Hey, hey. Yes. Yeah, he's done a lot, bunch of voice work, it looks yeah. like. He's of great. Recent. I would give him a hug if I saw him. After I asked permission. If you permission. Ask permission to touch him, like all of us should. Please, to may other I touch humans. you? If you Just, say no, I won't be heartbroken in front of you. Um, but away from you, very much. I so. will go home and cry. Okay, so this movie. Uh, just do plot, Damon. Oh. <clears throat> um, what else did you just learn? Oh, just that, like, half of this movie. Half the people in this movie's headshot is their headshot from the character in Game of Thrones that they were later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Britain's only got like 16 actors. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So this is the story of a boy who. um, This is what the movie. (laughs) Cry the river. River drown the whole world. Drown the whole world. Um, He uh, is. See, this is the problem. This is like a TBS movie that like I've seen from the five percent mark to the end. Okay, like a thousand to times. To set it up, he is one of the like assistants for an aging it's called a squire. Well, is no, he? No, I guess he's technically. I don't think he's squire. actually That's a squire. That's like training to be a knight. He's yeah, just yeah. Like a... He's one of the like serfs who serves yeah. this knight who yeah. does jousting competitions, and he's very old and dies. The old. That the sounds knight is, right. Yeah. The knight yeah. is old and dies. Yeah, his his former master. And then the gang of them that are like, it's him and the guy from Still Standing are like, Robert Baratheon, are like, uh, what do we do now? And then they are like, well, you can ride a horse. And they put him in the armor and then mm-hmm. they, they get him to go be the jouster so that they can get some money. But in the meantime, they meet Jeffrey Chaucer and also a pretty lady who is a lady like capital L. Yeah. And he falls in love with her, but Rufus Sewell is already making moves on her. And this lady's like, I don't remember her being very nice. She's not great, honestly. She like I think they tried to put her up as like a strong woman character. She's like a time don't need a man. Allow that. Which is good and I will appreciate that message. But sure. she's also kind of a dick about it. Yeah, she's just kind of mean. Like you can, you can, you can have your voice without ye, like 
being a jerk. Yeah, she's not like, nice to anyone until the third act. Yeah, mm. it's one of these things like just and then it feels like just unearned. be your own strong person and don't like project it in a way that diminishes other people. Yeah, that's the lesson we should really take away from this movie. But Does yeah, she have so, a sister in this movie? No, she is a handmaiden that follows her around. Isn't there someone who looks just like her? Is it her handmaiden? Yeah, it's her handmaiden who follows her around. And then they swap places for a second? No. No? no. It's not a Shakespeare. What the as fuck much did as they, you want it to be, Why did you a cast a handmaiden that looks just like you? It doesn't make any sense. Just cast someone else. Literally anyone else. And there's a blacksmith lady. Yep. Yeah. Who helps him out. Yeah, so basically, yeah, they win this first tournament just by, like... Sheer luck? Yeah, basically, just, like, gumption... And then they decide to make a go of it and say, you know what, actually, we could pretend to be noble. We'll fake his oh. papers. Yeah, so they have Chaucer, like, write them up fake nobility papers, and then they, like, do, give it, give it a go at being fake nobility. I don't think Chaucer would be as <clears throat> cool as that. I think Chaucer was kind of a Chaucer seemed kind of uptight. guy. I don't know. He did tell, like, apparently, not, apparently the ones that you're not allowed to read in English class are... Which, like, why? Just show me the good <clears throat> ones if you're going to show me the stories. Why are you going to show me all the bad ones if you want to show me the stories? I didn't mind the ones we read in high school of his. I guess. Chanticleer. This makes me think of Rockadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chaucer, whatever. Uh, tell me more about the movie. Uh, that's about it, isn't it? Like how you... does he he wins, but I don't remember how. Yeah. So what eventually happens is he gets found out. So he and um, Robert Adam Mar, uh, no, who is uh, Sewell Robert whatever Rufus name. Sewell, Rufus Sewell the, yeah. bad, the bad guy. Uh, he and the bad guy, the bad guy gets called away for a while, oh. and when he comes back, he wants to beat him, but he's intimidated by him, so he gets him arrested because they like prove that he's not a noble. Okay. But he has done some noble things throughout the movie, and so the prince comes in and says, "You know what? I Patrick found... Stewart. No. no, you know what no. I'm thinking of? You're Robin right. Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> yes, you are. Because no, <laughs> uh, I don't remember who plays the prince. He's in like two scenes. Um, oh, I think he might be that guy. This guy. Yeah, he's James Purfoy, who is a, a man who is a that guy in everything. He's like a, a handsomeish, uh, British actor." Uh, who some people may know from. Uh, he just looks like British Tom Jane. There you go. That's all you need. He's um, in Altered Carbon, if that makes any sense to anybody out there watching that no show. No, it is. Haven't seen it. Uh, but anyway, so the he does some knightly things while he's like pretending to be a knight. So the prince comes up and says, I found out he's really a knight. Like, from the past, wink, wink, nudge, Someone nudge. Someone said that he was born tonight. Yeah, and so. they, like, yeah, they basically go, like, oh, we found his line, if you go back far enough, is, like, royal. And anybody who wants to contradict that gets beheaded. So, so. we all cool with that? <laughs> Didn't this movie mix in, like, a modern-day song and yeah. also, like, clothing, like, wasn't someone wearing like wasn't she wearing like an army fatigue pattern dress at some point the clothing is no. pretty medieval I think but now i'm confusing that with the like bbc robin hood tv show probably lots probably. of robin hood up in here. Um, but it does like yeah they use like we will rock you and golden years and it's a lot of like 70s 60s 70s like rock, rock stuff soft yeah. rock not um, rock okay yeah. they do some pretty clever stuff like chaucer uh, has a gambling problem, so he promises to eviscerate like a vicar and some other like people who then he like 
if you know his stuff, he actually writes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is some inside A partner jokes. and a summoner and some of the things he actually, like, eviscerates in his In his actual tales. In the real world, yeah. Interesting. This I watched this movie pre-having read Canterbury Tales. I was going to say, this is, like, seven years before, like, college prep English, so. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Them's the plots. Yeah. They're not much to this movie, huh? No. They put it on TBS. So no. Yeah. So no. So <laughs> it's either a movie that can stand being cut down to 30 minutes or a movie that can and played stretch at over. two speed. Yeah. It could stretch <laughs> over four hours and doesn't bother anybody. It is fun, though. It's yeah. not good. No. But it's fun. Yeah. It's a movie, like a harmless movie to put on with kids or whatever and just watch and enjoy. I remember feeling like it was going to be more of a like hard PG-13 than it wound up being at all. Like, yeah, no. I think the like movie cover leads you to believe it's going to be like Fast and the Furious, but with Heath Ledger in the past, and it's not. It's not. Yeah, I think the, the, the branding for this movie was always just kind of weird and off. Like, Because it, it was just, just like, Heath Ledger, he's that hot guy you know. Well, I wonder, I would be curious. I mean, that is here. The, the, the most common movie poster is it just, Heath Ledger's face. Yeah, we're like, just remember? Giant face surrounded by a little bit of a red border. And like, hey, yeah. this guy's pretty attractive. Yeah, they're yeah. like... Can we interest you in that? Girls oh. want to be with him. Guys want to be him. him. <laughs> so let's see him hit sticks into other guys on horses. Hell yeah. Which yeah. is not as I'm much of a there. metaphor as it sounded like. Picture sticks on horses. <laughs> hey, you want to be on a horse and it's wave uh, sticks at each other? It's polo. <laughs> so I think this is probably like the first thing that he shot where like... People knew who he was. Post 10 Things I Hate About I'm You. I'm about to say, because yeah. I think 10 Things I Hate About You came out first. Yes. It did, 99. And that was like and that was kind of breakout like coming role. out, yeah. yeah. At least in the US. It's just like TV stuff before that. Um, and then he's in The Patriot and Monsters Ball the next year. Oh, damn. Um, which I imagine those were underway. And then the, A Night's Tale is probably like his first thing. It was like, we're going to use this. We're gonna, like he's Kane going Heartthrob to draw person. a crowd for us. Yeah, we're gonna hmm. make this around him being a thing. I watched uh, the first part of Ned Kelly and turned it off after I watched Naomi Watts stick a poker up a horse dick. Yep. <laughs> and I was gonna say, and then it's like way more mediocrity than this man's remembered for. <laughs> yeah. Some of his Until stuff is good. Uh, I'm not there is good, but not his piece. I never actually saw Broke Back, but it's it's there. good. It's yeah. pretty good. I think it holds up to the hype. Yeah, he had like three or four good movies in the beginning and a really good movie at the end. And yeah, I know. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus yep. was pretty great. Yep, and some <laughs> other stuff in between those two times. Yeah, and I think that if he, if sadly passed away, if he had not, I think he maybe would have had a really cool career. Like a, yeah. like a longer career that we all would have remembered a lot more positive stuff from and, and like I, forgotten a lot of them. Well, the you have to imagine like if he and, um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Nolan, he had, if he and Nolan had been able to make another Batman movie, like he probably never would have had to work another day in his life. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Like, but that means I think he could have done the Daniel Day Lewis of picking really strong scripts he wanted yeah. to make and doing a really nice job with them. And then retiring to go make shoes. Has. And possibly, yep. Is that what Daniel yeah. is doing? <laughs> doing right now. He retired that. to go make shoes. I imagine it's going to be like a share kind of deal where he retires, quote unquote, like every so often just because he I knew he retired and I didn't. It's one of those things. I like him a lot as an actor. I know you don't, Liz. Yeah. But like, 
I think he's Again, fine. I think a lot of it is script choice, but then he's also, from what I understand, a huge dick. So I was like, yeah. oh, it's a shame we don't have him as an actor, but yeah, maybe... We don't I don't need know. That. Go balance the scale, the cosmic scales, and like make, <laughs> make some shoes, shoes for, for children kids or, something. or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> balance that all right out for me. Yeah, I think he's fine. I think that he is like vastly overrated, but a good actor. I think it says a lot to this last movie. It was about him pressuring a woman into eventually snapping and murdering him. So Isn't art it the imitates life. Other way around too, though. They're both horrible people at each other. I think so. Okay. I think she I just like snaps first. Yeah, I don't want to see that. There's like a really cool thing where like I mean it's all it all seems very like pretty and delicate and like the everything is done with such like purpose that it might be soothing to watch except that everybody's an asshole to everybody else so I can't. So what about Bob? <laughs> if you didn't see the favorite though, you should watch that. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, the it. favorite. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's so good. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about <laughs> a Night's Tale. Ratings, go. Ratings. Stay I'm going to give myself, I'll stay real quick on track. It, I thought Heath Ledger was really cute, but Night's Tale was not a movie so I watched you, a ton. Did you know that penguins? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you know that David Tennant can't say the word penguins? <laughs> Stop it. I got track. Peng- I did this to myself. Penguin. <laughs> penguin. I thought that was Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yes. Sorry, oh, okay. David Tennant. I didn't mean to slander you. Uh, <laughs> but better to come back. You Cumberbatch. got what was coming to you. You fucking can't say penguin. That's not a hard yeah. word. It's two syllables. Um, one of them has a diphthong in it. I get it. It's a little hard. <laughs> okay, uh, you're rating David. What have I done? <laughs> I'd say I'll give myself a five. I've seen this movie a bunch. I don't know it hyper well. And it wasn't like my favorite thing because, as I maybe have mentioned before, I was like super into like castles and knights and stuff. But like... Um, from a more fantasy and like, what would it be like if a girl ran the world perspective? So this movie was a little boring to me. Yeah. I don't think this would pass the really test. Like tickle that no. for me. Cause the, the girl <laughs> character in it, it's really boring actually. Yeah. Kate is far more interesting. She's the blacksmith. The blacksmith. Yeah. And then, she's like, cool. Kind of underutilized. Yeah. Yeah. So utilized well for a couple of scenes and you think she's going to be more involved. And then she has like 12 lines from there on out. Does she like get together with Robert Baratheon? You would think there would be any sort of love interest with, her, but actually kind of in a nice way. Yeah, it's like, there isn't. There isn't. Okay. She's like, I'm going with you because I need to get to a certain place. I'm like... The end. End of end of list. <laughs> All right. It's more like an asexual triad between her, uh, Mark Addy, and... That's just uh, friends. Robert that's just friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I call yeah. us three an asexual triad. Please don't. <laughs> I have no sexual desire I for either do, of you. I'm sorry. great. I don't consent to be My referred to that way. My asexual triad... <laughs> God. Ugh. Um, Damon, what's your rating? Did you say a number? I said five. You said five. <laughs> uh, I would probably go seven then. I watched this movie. I watched the last 95% of this movie a lot on <laughs> TBS uh, as a kid. Like, the setup doesn't really... I think I like... I don't think it contributes to anything, once. but it's just like... It's like everything on TBS. Like, I honestly, like... I on context clues alone, I can tell you how Andy Dufresne winds up in prison. Like, um, <laughs> I, was I know say. exactly how the mummy got released, and I'm not sure I've ever seen that scene, but like, I can give it to yeah. you. Yeah, oh man, TBS. the mummy. Let's talk about that movie because this is one of my faves. I okay. love the mummy. Okay, think of an angle. Right. <laughs> can we talk about how the <laughs> what's the interest rate on all that gold? <laughs> <Or> the, <laughs> the commentary track is just Brendan Fraser by himself, like going like, "Ooh, that must have hurt." Every time someone gets punched. <laughs> Brendan, it happened to you. And then he talks about how pretty Rachel Wise is. <laughs> He's like, she's really pretty. Ooh, that must have hurt. <laughs> um, 
He's a very friendly man. I saw him from a, in a room once. We were all in the same room. I said seven, if so you guys didn't catch that. <laughs> uh, but, like, this uh, Scratch is a, like, uh, everybody, like, it's a team where, like, everybody plays, like, their specific role. And, like, oh, yeah. I love that kind of trope in a thing. Yeah, like, you've got, like, the plucky. you got, the, like, the blacksmith. And, and you the got writer. The, and the, yeah. the, the, the brute force assistant. And then Heath Ledger. You always yeah. need a Heath Ledger. The face. The face. Yeah. I'm going to go seven, two. That's a good one. I've seen it a whole bunch of times. Saw it pretty recently for this. And like, I know it well. It's like chicken soup. It's never going to be soul. thing. It's never going to be thing I super want, but it always tastes good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my the, coworker just the said worst to me, time I watched the nice tale is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's not hot water in the shower, but it's lukewarm. Like it's, it's I had a fine <laughs> experience. Fine. I'm not going to remember like, it. I'm yeah. not going to tell somebody it was like a really good time, but like. You were in there for a while. The floor is <laughs> the floor is pretty high. Yeah. My coworker just said to me today that she feels like chicken soup should be free because like <laughs> <laughs> it's just always broth when she gets to it. Well, she like she went to go get lunch at like three p.m. and Oban Pan had like spooned all the chicken bits to every other oh, customer. Oh, you can't get chicken soup And she soup was mad that she had like a cup of broth. Yeah, that's all you're ever gonna get. Yeah. You gotta make it at home. Yeah. Make it at home like the rest of us. Get a rotisserie chicken, do something with it, <laughs> then boil... Do something with it. Yeah, but then boil the bones with... Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, you could just boil the bones and then use the rotisserie celery chicken. Celery and... Yeah, I mean, you carrots. can use the chicken, but celery and carrots and, and strain onions, it out and, yeah, re rehydrate it a couple times. Delicious. Back home, there's... A crock pot too. Yeah. This recipe for, like, uh, like butter noodle, like, chicken noodle soup that Ooh. just, like, it is, like, the most, like filling thing that you could ever have. It's not so uh, Liz is backing away it's slowly. A bright yellow paste. <laughs> and I'm really glad that you love it, but it's a bright yellow paste. It's like if you took the concentrate from a can of chicken noodle soup and poured it over some butter noodles. Yeah. I think that might be what it is, Liz. You I'm may have sure. cracked the it's just a feature, like, not a bug, babe. It's like you, take, you open up a can of like powdered chicken broth and you put just enough water in it to turn it into Play-Doh and then you put it into wet noodles. You, you're, you're saying this in a tone know, that makes it sound bad, but I don't see the problem. Reminded me a lot of my grandmother's cooking in a way that I didn't put <laughs> Liz also stumps my mom's pink gravy. So, oh my god, like. do not tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's just it's very bright pink. pink? <laughs> yeah, I don't and know what why? she makes it with. You, it's, uh, it's like you use tomato it gravy. The, it's like tomato and like drippings and from flour. like our ham mm. at Christmas. It was yeah. like like a Is Swiss it, steak. Swiss steak, yeah, that's what oh, it is. Oh, and they Swiss like steak. take I'm not the. Sure I've ever had purple gravy or pink gravy with it, but you take the the tomatoes. You make like a flour gravy out mm-hmm. of it with tomato sauce, which is weird. It was weird. I couldn't do it. It's but, delicious and it tastes like home. And yeah, and I would <laughs> never knock it. And I would make it for Damon if he wanted me to, but I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> so anyway, I hope your mom doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Babe, my mom doesn't. No, your mom doesn't do podcasts. <laughs> no. My mom does podcasts. Mom, don't you dare tell Rhonda. <laughs> um, so what about this do we want to talk about? So I basically want to, So the idea behind this movie is that they can get fame and riches and glory by pretending to be a knight or knights or whatever and, and winning all these tournaments. Okay. How does this relate to Bitcoin? I mean, that's a lot more legitimate than how other people get famous and rich. Not Justin really. this Bieber. This is like being a sports star. Yeah, that's pretty know, that legitimate like in all things considered. <laughs> I, I actually feel like, There's yeah. actual physical labor involved there. 
Versus you are getting just like, hit very yeah. hard by a spear in this one, or lions, right? I suppose. Yeah, instead of being turned into just like a walking billboard mm-hmm. for whatever product you can post on Amazon. Hey, that's the way smarter way to get rich. I oh, guess not so. the walking billboard. Like, if you can get endorsements, best part of being a celebrity. Yeah, that's fair. Just be honest about it, you know? Yeah. Just that's hashtag right. ad. That's all you need to do. Speaking of hashtag ad, our sponsor this week is no one. <laughs> Email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com if you want to sponsor us. Anywho, so I basically wanted to see if that was true. I okay. wanted to see if that would work. Okay. So, here's what we know. Start with what we know, and then we'll go through whether it worked or not. Okay. The first tournament, they win. They get a gold feather. This is the one where they just get up on the horse and are like, yeah, I'm the I'm the I'm the knight, right? Super super am because they was he was already winning, so he basically just like got hit by a lance and was like, "Okay, I win. Give me my yeah winningness now." He had like the the helmet got stuck on his head, or right. he said it did, yeah. so that he wouldn't have to take and it off. And his helmet did get hit, so it's just whether that. But anyway, he gets a gold feather. Okay, and then they go and sell that for fifteen silver florins. Okay, which are not a thing that exists. Oh. So scratch that. Wait, they don't exist? Uh, they did in 1849. Oh. And from wait then on. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wait a minute. That, That's not like using 70s rock. First thing this movie rock. did wrong <laughs> is gave them a coin that will not exist for about 300 years. Really? They, look it up, they looked it up a little bit. <laughs> they, they were like, what's A gold florin was existing at this time. Okay. And I think they just went, so now we'll give them a silver florin. And that's like, no. So. You can't be like, here's a dollar. And here's a slightly less here's a brown valuable paper dollar. dollar. Wheat yeah, here's a ripped in half dollar. <laughs> a ripped in half dollar. Okay, so silver florins don't exist. Yes, so that one didn't go great for the movie. But great. then what they do is uh, he goes and wins another tournament okay. after a bunch of training. Um, I wish you had done the research on this one. Not for the I'm money, so sorry. Type, but because all these names are French and you would. Oh, well, help me it. out. Let me see them and I'll read them out. Rouen, Rouen. R-O-U-E-N. Rouen. Rouen. But anyway, he gets a gold statue for winning this one of a horse with a rider on it and a lance. Sick. Of a knight, right? Very practical prize. But he's also paying back Chaucer's gambling debt of 10 gold florins, which is a coin. So now we can start doing some math. Because they take roughly... Uh, somewhere between about a third to a fourth of that trophy as... Because they, like, break they off They snap it in half. They yeah, literally right. break yeah. off a piece. So that's why I have to be a little bit inexact. Uh, to pay this debt of 10 gold florins. Which, assuming a fourth would be 25%, a third would be 33%. So let's assume they take 30%. Okay. Just get it right there in the middle. That means this thing is worth 33 florins. To start. To start. The whole oh, thing okay. would be worth 33 florins. They break off about a third to take their 10, but that means he won a prize worth 30 gold florins, 33 gold florins. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to go through like how I got to all my numbers, and then we'll talk about the actual dollars. Okay. He then wins somewhere between at least eight and nine tournaments. Okay. Because they show do, like, the bad guy this like yeah. Yeah, montage of like, he wins, he wins, he wins, he wins, damn. So that would be, uh, if you average that, eight and a half, let's say, because imagine the prizes wouldn't all be the same in every tournament and some would be more than less, but that gets you about 280 florins. Whoa. That 30 times eight and a half. Eight and a half, yeah. 
Uh, so split five ways if they are splitting them equally, which is implied that they are kind of all for one, one for all. Mm-hmm. And there would be some expenses for training and stuff and, and travel, but like and food yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, take all that out just for the sake of brevity. Uh, you're looking at about 56, 57 gold florins per person. Okay. Okay. Then they give they have a 50 florin bet in Paris. I know how to pronounce that one. <laughs> uh, Paris. In Paris. <laughs> They do a 50 florin bet um, in Paris. Now, you're not shown if it means every person's risking 50. It's, so it's the, it's actually, it's like the underlings do it. Underlings, quote unquote. The uh, Robert Baratheon, um, Feisty, um. Chaucer, and Blacksmith. <laughs> Feisty, Chaucer, and Blacksmith. And other wizards. Um, <laughs> it's kind of implied that they're going all in together to get 50. So maybe the rest of it has been spent in various expenses kind of hard to tell sure so i'm going with that and assuming that is true if they bet 50 and win another 50 they'd have 100 so they'd have 20 each and somebody says that 20 is enough to start their own forge and somebody else says enough to start their own tavern okay so it's implied that 20 is that's a chunk a lot yeah a good Which amount also, of money chaucer you fucked up 10 florins seems like yeah. a lot of money to be in debt that's for that's the it. other thing i wanted to go back to <laughs> he is was, nude when they find him that originally. is true yeah like, a naked still, man. i mean you're still talking <clears throat> start your own small business i mean yeah 100k plus probably yeah Dan, the mob doesn't like strip you nude and leave you in the middle of the yeah, wilderness for, for not his kneecaps money. were yeah. intact though well they were good they did do actually say in the movie that if he can't pay they'll take it from his flesh as like a reminder to not do that again. Yes. Yeah. So, so didn't uh, do that. Not, uh, so not, not great. So <laughs> <clears throat> he also wins three horses, um, which we have done research on in the past. Horses are horses, bullshit. <laughs> five thousand to a hundred thousand, depending on the horse. But the average <laughs> horse about five thousand. I just pulled that out of my spreadsheet because that's the thing I have in my spreadsheet because we're nightmarish hellscape creatures. That's modern day money. Uh, we're talking about how much horses were worth. They'd probably be worth more what than because they were more, you you had more utility. Lord of the Rings. Remember? From Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yep. How much is a horse worth? I think that's what it was from. Yeah. Yeah. Because he basically he just gives a away a horse. Car, uh, gives yeah. away a car. Uh, so. <laughs> we talk about the mileage you could get on a horse. <laughs> Oh, this is a dumb show. It's a dumb show. Made by dumb people. <laughs> Thanks for listening, dummies. <laughs> I'm just glad to be a part of this. <laughs> so from a not in today's money, which we will get to value, it's implied that somewhere between 20 per person, which is enough to start a small business, up to arguably 50 per person, which would be enough to start several small businesses. So is nigh. What? Biz nigh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, biz, business. Anyway. Business. Biz. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, you're all enjoying this. Damon glared at me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Scott Ackerman doesn't have to put up with this. <laughs> Are you kidding? Scott Ackerman yeah, is this. He's got, he's got better asexual triads than you do. Yeah. Friends, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Just friends. Oh, God. (laughs) So from a non-actual monetary standpoint, that's what we're looking at. Okay. So I wanted to see if that bear... Bore out? out? Bear it out. If that was was born out. 
There you go. That's what I'm going to go with. That sounds the least wrong. It's a little... Uh, uh, Clumsy. Weak, weak. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, like it's weakly worded because it's, it's passive like voice. Yes, there. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Go on. Yes. Um. Yeah. For anybody, <laughs> for anybody, writing tip for y'all. Control fine for the word has. Remove Take it, it away. Just you don't need it. <laughs> and the word that. Neither of those words need to be in any of your writing. Oh man, I had you do a not need the word that English much teacher ever. in high school who was like militant about the word that, even like to the point where like when you needed the word that, like when it was an essential pronoun, and it like, can be. It's just very yeah. Rare she was like, compared. take it out, and I'm like, it doesn't make sense anymore, Kelly. Her name is Kelly Kelly, by the way. <laughs> Calling her out. I don't think she listens to podcasts. <laughs> oh, that Kelly Kelly. That Kelly Kelly. She has. Done a piece of work. Yeah. I don't think I would ever love anybody that much. She you know, <laughs> so to that, take on their name yeah, when yeah. their last name is your oh, first name. You're a traditionalist? No, I'm just not an asshole. But like, like Elizabeth I just don't Elizabeth. hate myself. <laughs> so anywho, now let's see if this is borne out in the real world. Go on. We're gonna look at this four ways. <laughs> so we're gonna do it fairly quickly. Do 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 do. They say gold florins. Okay. Yes. This could mean the Italian florin. Okay. From Florence, as you would imagine. <laughs> because that was in circulation yeah. from 1252 <laughs> to about 1533. That was a fun little noise. What did Damon He do? went, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. enlighten you to where the florin came yeah, from? Yeah, the florin came from Florence. It's the Florentine florin. That makes sense. Um, however, so that was, again, 1252 to 1533. However, there was also an English florin. As of 1344. So Chaucer is in this, which would lead me to believe English Florin. But also they go to Paris, mm-hmm. so could be anywhere. Right. Yeah. So we'll look at these two first. Okay. The uh, Italian Florin is 3.5 grams of gold. Damn. Uh, so it winds up being... It's 41 per ounce. So did I do that? Yeah. So basically, I actually didn't even do the, I did the grams per ounce calculation, but uh, like in a different spot. But anyway, so it winds up being 3.5 grams of gold versus the English florin was actually seven grams of gold. Whoa. So significantly That's more That's a big gold. difference. Um, so we kind of need to look at both of them. Mm-hmm. So the 33 florins um, of winning per tournament in Italian florins, talking today's gold price, or last week's really, <laughs> uh, would be about $5,000, 4900 A piece or all together? All together. That 33 florins that they won would be $5,000. Oh, okay. okay. Does that make sense? Sure. So it would be a 5000 pot, basically, for winning... If it was English florins, it'd be about 9700 So almost double. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hopefully they're getting paid in English florins, but it's hard to tell, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a British accent, but that's what Americans think the past sounded like. So. Right, and it did. <laughs> Obviously, everything was in black and white, and everybody had a British accent. Correct. <laughs> um, which would mean, after all their tournaments, they would win somewhere between forty-one, almost 42000 if they were Italian florins, to eighty two, almost eighty three thousand, if they were English florins, a comfortable yearly income for right. one. Uh, and again, I, I didn't do this to inflation. This is today's numbers. Sure, 
But I guess it should be about the same, give or take, just because like gold doesn't quite fluctuate the same way. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. If that makes sense. It tends to go up and down with inflation. I was just thinking about how you would like know exactly how much like a gold necklace cost, like because you could melt down the gold you gave mm-hmm. the dude to make it to make the necklace. Yeah, I mean, my more plus or minus markups, you could sure. do that. I could pretty much Cost figure out what a, a, any piece of jewelry more or less costs. Wow, pretty easily. That's nuts. But um, so so yeah, that's my that that was my conclusion, and and we'll look at another piece here. But is that ninety seven hundred? Interesting. Yeah, it winds up being about uh, eighty three hundred for an individual if it's Italian, and about sixteen and a half thousand if it's um, English Florence. Yeah, I hope it's English Florence. So basically, my thought here is one. Uh, that's a hell of a bet. They're making somewhere between a seven thousand to fourteen thousand dollar bet on this tournament when they bet their fifty Florence seven thousand if it's uh, Italian. About 14 if it's English. A little more than 14 if it's English. How much do people spend on March Madness bets? Oh, a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is an interesting one where maybe the writers... I mean, they got lucky, let's be real. Sure. But maybe they did a good job where... You, the thing I can't quantify here is I don't know how long it took him to win this many tournaments. Sure. Right? Like, I don't know if it's over a month or if it's over three years or what it is. Mm-hmm. Does but she make is... him a full new set of armor? She does. Well, that takes time. More than like a month. Yeah. But the thing is, they did a nice job in theory <clears throat> because this is a lot of money to someone who is absolutely dirt poor, mm-hmm. but not a lot of money to somebody who came from money. Right, which is yeah. why they keep giving away, like, at these tournaments, they give away, like, a very pretty decorative item instead of something useful because right. only lords are supposed to be able to, like, noblemen are supposed to be yeah, able to I compete mean, in it and they don't need yeah. it. Basically, these trophies are implied just by the way they look. is like they would go on your shelf and then these guys just melt them down and... Pocket for money. Yeah. Use, yeah, use yeah. the money for money. So it is, like, an huh. interesting... Uh, have we talked about like marginal utility before? No, I don't believe on. so. Oh, you guys were adamant <laughs> that we have not. I don't think so. Uh, it's the idea, and it applies to money as well in certain ways. That having more of a thing is only useful to a point. Jeff Bezos. Actually, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. <laughs> it's more his wife, where she was willing to take thirty-five billion when. Technically, she was entitled to like 70. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it, she understood this concept pretty well where her life going from 35 billion to 70 billion. It won't change at all. It might get worse, frankly, in yeah. certain ways from like tax. I mean, she's already going to have a ton of tax headaches and everything, but it's just like. How much just, she'd have to like manage that. Yeah, it's more. just harder. So like there is what's there is marginal utility of money, right? If I am starving on the street and you give me a dollar that is incredibly valuable to me, right? I can go get maybe a meal at a McDonald's, stay inside where it's warm or out of the rain or something and like whatever. If I make $1,000 a year, a dollar is super helpful because I'm barely, probably barely getting by if at all. If I make $50,000 a year, can find a use for a dollar. If I make a million dollars a year, 
probably walk right back. What the hell we do I need to do with a dollar? Before. Yeah. Was it for trading places? I don't know. And we may have talked about it with some other thing, like who for all I know is Arnold's ice cream or something like yeah. that. A lot of things are have marginal utility, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same thing with an apple. If I was starving, one apple is helpful. A thousand apples, what the hell am I going to do? They're going to spoil, right? Like at some point, it becomes less useful to have more. Well, this Before makes me think of like, on this of like <laughs> gifts where like um, there was an Adam's room, GIFs. everything gifts. With a T. I knew what oh. you meant. I knew. I <laughs> actually <laughs> did know. I was just being a dick. I didn't know. Um, I thought you said gifts, and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna. Gifts are endless. <laughs> but there's a there's a segment on, on Adam. Adam ruins everything about like um, the relative value of gift giving and like how the value of the item changes from the perspective of like the gift giver to the gift recipient. Yeah. And like there's like a significant amount of like value loss there like yeah, every like, year. If between, you bought like, someone a vase that you think is worth the amount of money you paid for it, that's like very fancy and you like spent $50 on it or whatever. And then you give it to a person who doesn't like it at all and doesn't want to keep it. It's worth nothing to them. Yeah. yeah. And that means you like let $50 just go into the ether. Yeah. Well, and it works the other way too, like for charitable giving, right? And this is actually a parable in the Bible, right? Like Jesus praises the woman who gives two copper pieces because they're her only two copper pieces mm-hmm. instead of the guy who gives whatever, 50 gold pieces when he has millions, oh, right? Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Exactly. I mean, um, so there is like marginal utility works both ways, right? So, but this is basically my idea here of they the writers got lucky that they kind of stumbled into marginal utility here where this amount of money would absolutely change your life if you literally were starving which is kind of what they imply these people were or mm. on the cusp of and if you're you know bad guy who has a vast fortune you're doing this purely for your own fame and glory and you don't give a shit about the prize you probably just toss them in a back room closet and never Put see these them with again. my other trophies. Right, exactly. So, so that's two of the ways. Go on. Oh. oh, I thought we. Yeah, okay. The other thing is, I found an article that did a pretty nice in depth research on the actual buying power of the florin. Ooh. Ooh. And between, and this is Italian, but between during its lifespan, because of inflation and gold prices, whatever. It fluctuated between somewhere between $140 a florin to $1,000 a florin. Wow. As of, of buying power, effectively. That's, okay. That's a big That's fluff. a big swing. Well, yeah. Interesting. The 141 is very similar to what I had already done for the florin. Okay. okay. So it goes from that 33 that they win at the first tournament. In the gold price alone, it was 4900 In the $140 per florin scenario, it's 4600 Oh, so okay. it's pretty close. Yeah, to about the actual. Yeah, forty six hundred, about forty grand of total winnings, which means each person takes about eight thousand, um, and they're betting about seven thousand on their bet, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's that stays pretty true to life. It's a couple hundred bucks less than what I had originally come up with. Okay, thousand dollars. Yeah. A little bit higher. A little bit. Yeah. Because that 33 florins becomes $33,000. Wow. Right? Yeah. Which means their total winnings become $283,000. Dang. So now you're talking start a couple small businesses potentially because yeah. each person walks away with about 50 grand. Yeah. 56 
hundred or uh, fifty six thousand actually. So if small businesses startup costs are similar to startup costs today, yeah, and I mean what they were talking about um, were pretty capital intensive. So I would think like that still kind of Especially makes sense because yeah. a forge you need specialized equipment and a space, uh, a tavern you need a pretty large building like and yeah. And supplies Kitchen and, and staff. staff and everything. So, like, that seems pretty right-ish to me. Sure. Um, means their bet was $50,000, which no wonder Damn. they were sweating a little bit. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so actually, surprisingly, I, it was one of those, I actually like, I like our podcast at all times, but I like when I can find <laughs> a real absurdity. It makes me laugh a little more when it's just like, oh, so you're implying there's 50 trillion of those things in the world yeah. or whatever. And so they started out with like, I got 15 silver florins. And I was like, cool, they fucked up right off the bat. They're going to totally blow this. Because like, this, this is, is like the broken. second scene of the movie. I was like, it's going to be ridiculous. They fucked up right off the bat. And then I did all the math and I was like, damn it. That's not wrong. Bad. <laughs> not too bad. I mean, like... If we had to talk about the cost of silver, like what would that be? If like if maybe they just had silver. Yeah, I can find out. Uh, let's find a spot price on silver. Spot price on silver. Uh, silver price per gram is forty nine cents. Mm, that doesn't seem like a lot. So not a lot. <laughs> like a dollar and a half. Oh. <laughs> That's not a lot. But it's because the, and this might not have been true at the time, the spread between silver and gold is pretty steep. So I actually was mostly using ounces, but I just did grams quickly because that's what the florins were in. But right now, silver is about $15.5 an ounce, 15 and a quarter. And gold, when I pulled it last week, was 40, almost 42. Yeah, okay, dang. So like gold is three times more expensive than silver. Huh. Uh, so that's really the big difference there. Huh. So yeah, they actually did a fairly decent job. They did, but that was the third thing. No, that no, was, that was both four. the fourth thing. Oh, okay. Gold for each, one forty and a thousand. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. My bigger thing because it hasn't gotten dark enough, so that's probably where we should end. Nazis. <laughs> is, is well the bad guy in this movie plays the lead Nazi in uh, Man in the High Castle. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We got there. All right, so we got that. Uh, no apples uh, and Nazis. What I was gonna say is, I would imagine, fast forward ten years, this is a sad but common story of professional athletes in the world today, because he can't do this forever. No, right? you don't have the physical ability to joust your whole life. Do we see and how the, old the, the old man dude did. is? But well, is he like he did, played he by like, an actor whose face you see? You don't. Um, so he could have been like thirty something. Uh, but he's in the IMDb and he is older-ish. Oh, that's uh, well, I guess I don't know when he played this. So, um, but anyway, he. Um, but yeah, so basically, what I was getting at is, he's not a landed knight. He doesn't have income from that. Mm-hmm. So he would have to be very smart, like some athletes are today, to invest this money in some sort of passive income producing activity Uh, or hope that when he marries this lady with a capital L, she brings some assets to the relationship, which traditionally... fine asset. (laughs) (laughs) I regret that. (laughs) 
Which traditionally the women of the family, I don't think. I mean, they do the dowry thing. Much. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, so there's I don't that. know if he would be able to get like. Would you give one if you married below your station, or would that be withheld? Uh, as your family kind of being like, you should have married better. I don't know that they would let her marry him because yeah. she's like a bargaining chip. But if they did, they would probably give them well, yeah, the dowry they even, still. The bad guy even mentions, like, I've entered in negotiations with her father Ugh, to marry gross. her. Um, but yeah, I think if they did let her marry him, that they that would they still would, give her the dowry because it's like she, it's other. like for her family. That's true. You know? It is for her to keep like keep herself in the style to which she is accustomed. Yeah. Um, but anywho. And to bribe him for taking this stupid daughter off their hands. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so like, I hope they, they actually talk about the squires doing some like investing in a business. I hope he is smart enough to do the same. Yeah. Because like, otherwise he will do this for five or 10 years and live in relative luxury and then will get hurt or whatever and <sighs> go back to being poor. Oh God. And then he, he'll be old and won't be able to do things anymore that he was good at. And he, it's not like he has an education to fall back on. Ugh. So there it is. I ruined it. You did. Damon, what did you just do math on? Um, so the actor who played the retired knight, David Stern. Um, Daniel Stern? David Stern. <laughs> um, uh, was 55 when the movie was shot. Which his if you name t- is not that. It's Nick Brimble. Oh, I looked at the wrong guy. Nick Brimble? What a fun, whimsical he name. He was born in 44. Nicholas Brimble. Born in 44? <laughs> yep, and this movie is from 2001. 2001, so he would be 6, 50, 57? Yes. Yes. Beat your calculator. <laughs> Thanks, oh. bud. <laughs> 57. So he's got 36 years um, of... Uh, of career um, ahead of him, jousting left if he wants if he to can do the same. Do like the old man, die on the horse like the old man. Yeah, which fifty seven in that day, you know, not bad. Yeah, honestly, good job. What <laughs> you after a career say, made up exclusively of blunt force trauma. Yeah, like, exactly. All of these being opportunities. Being in a car accident every week for the, your whole life. All these opportunities to break bones and things that like definitely were easy to fix with some leeches. Hmm. Uh, I How mean, she said thirty six years. He didn't like. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, uh, die in childbirth. So that's ten point two million. If he's not splitting it with his people anymore, and he's doing the thousand per, if we're doing thousand per florin, so in the most, the 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 most he could be conceivably making for just himself in this scenario with no help and the highest possible option is ten million over. That's still two million dollars if he even if he does continue to split it with a crew. Yeah, yeah, that's like, pretty fair. And nothing. I don't which know, like, like, and if he marries that rich lady, people retire on that amount of money today. So yeah, and and happily so. And yeah. if he could marry that rich lady and prove like to her family that he can bring that kind of money in, that's yeah. like that's like Kim Kardashian marrying Chris Humphreys for like a half a minute. <laughs> but I bet their love lasts longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's assuming uh, again, this is assuming no expenses, but it's also assuming they didn't have like a stock market necessarily. But this is assuming he doesn't put any of that money back into some sort of passive income generating investment, yeah, or like, right? But buying land and buy some hovels to or buy some like farms to like buildings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean be a slumlord. Yeah. You just have these all these. Yeah, like, one of those rooms where people would just pay a dollar to like people. sleep up against a rope. Like <laughs> if some, some watery top ta- throws a scimitar on my head, that does not make me king. <laughs> There's no way to form a government. Um, yeah, but he could like do tenant farming or something of that nature. Yeah, slumlord it. 
Great job. You just figured out how Heath Ledger can have a career. Not Heath Ledger. No. Well, well. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Yeah. That was a really sad one. Not that, I mean, everybody, when any, anybody dies, it's sad. But, like, that was a, I remember, like, when he died and what a big, like, shock that was. Yeah. You know? Yeah, him and, him and Robin Williams both were oh, tough. Oh, man, me. yeah, that was tough. There's a big mural for Robin Williams over in, would that be like Somewhere Logan Square? off the blue line, I don't remember where exactly. Yeah, she yeah. said a big mur- mural, I assumed. <laughs> off the blue line, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good Chicago joke for anybody out there. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> but it's a it's a really pretty mural. It's just his giant face, and then behind him is like a, like, not even a tessellation, just a, like a big overlapping pattern of genie from Aladdin. It's pretty. Hmm. I like it. Anyway. Uh, Way to bring it down, guys. Sorry. That's how we do. I'm still giggling about how that they were like, Silver Florence, those are real. Like, what would have been a smaller denomination of money? Oh, yeah, this is a very pretty. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you could have just. Yeah, you probably should have said something like penny. Yeah. Penny has been something that's been in the vernacular pretty much forever as a small denomination. So there was probably some English or Italian or something. And obviously you would change currencies between countries in a lot of cases. Um, so it would have been probably easier to just say penny and just assumed everybody that there would was get it. a penny of some yeah. sort that would have maybe not been the right conversion, but you would have had to get really deep to figure out the English penny to Italian Florin conversion in 15... Would have stumped us. In indeterminate, indeterminate Middle Ages, right? Because that, again, could be anywhere from, like, 1100 to 1500. So, like, it would have been hard to be wrong given all the flexibility you would have built yourself in. Sure. Does he buy anything that you know of with the silver Florins? Like, because is it meant to be, like, a reasonable amount of money? So, for 13, he... um they use 13 of those silver florins for training and outfitting. Okay. But you don't really get an idea of what that is. I mean, it seems like renting bowling it, shoes, like feeding the horse and cause <laughs> they, and they run, they do like a training montage. So I guess I'm like practice lances. But other than that, like it's not a lot to it. Yeah. yeah. Where's the other guy's armor and stuff. So I think it's mainly just to keep them all alive. Fair. Um, so it sort of seems like a driving range because one of them, when they get yeah. five, yeah, kind of. One of them, when they get five, says they're going straight home to England. So you know the trip to England from fill-in-the-blank Central France. Europe, somewhere France. in France, yeah. seemingly. I did not remember takes this less movie than being five set in silver, uh, Five Florence. silver Florins, but... Interesting. Yeah, not at all did I remember this movie is set in France. I think it's only kind of set in France. It's all the British accents. Yeah, because that's what the past, past sounded like. Yeah, literally everyone except Anything, the, the well, lady has those, like an American accent, right? right? And they make the bets uh, with three horribly French Frenchmen, if that makes sense. <laughs> what American <laughs> actors think French Your people... Your mother was a hamster. <laughs> Your mother smelled of elderberry. That is, that is pretty much it, you know. That is pretty much the style of accent they have when they are betting these French people. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, I would watch this movie again. This would be a movie that if it were on TBS and I had TBS, I would watch it. <laughs> but cable's we dead. We do have TBS. So we have TBS. I have, a, yeah. I have two uh, copies on DVD if you want one. T- okay. I'm There's sure I have one, two copies of something you I think you my parents <laughs> had one that they 
either gave to me or I borrowed at some point. And then I think Megan's parents had one and we got a bunch of their movies when they moved cross country because they were like, what are we going to do with these? So there's a few things that I have duplicates of and a few things I own that I do not want but still have. Honestly, I don't know what to do with some of them. I agree. I gave away all the cases for them so I could put them in those like travel CD cases and now I'm like, well... What do I do? I mean, what are you gonna good. do with the cased ones? Sell them to whom? No, it's for just how like, much I would, money? I would, <laughs> like, well, yes, I'll take all of this defunct technology. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm gonna make weird dream. You can at least them. you can at least like make your own home movies over an old VHS tape. Like you I can't know, do you can't anything a DVD at with all. a DVD. That's oh dumb. man! Speaking of when I was watching the Monsters Inc. DVD, I forgot what like early DVDs were like, and I had to, could not skip, watch like two previews Ugh. on a thing. Disney on a thing. DVDs were especially I gross about that. Purchased nonsense. I know <laughs> nonsense. I know. But then it's you not remember, your fault, Dan. They just didn't know how to make it do that. Yet. <laughs> and at least, at least you own that DVD. All the stuff that I bought digitally, I don't really own. Like at some point, Amazon could be like, we don't offer that anymore. And oh, then, I have bought like a bunch of stuff for like my permanent library in my head, like digital library. And I'm just waiting for the day Amazon's like, by the way, you can't have any of that anymore. Well, and they, I'm just going to lose my shit. Right. Well, iTunes is, um, going to be phased out at some point. There's like major talks about it being phased into like, cause Apple music is the thing everybody uses right. now. And they're like, iTunes is just this big behemoth of a program that we've like retrofitted to work with everything. But if everybody's using Apple Music and we can just break it out into like Apple Podcasts and whatever, we don't need it. And I'm like, well, what happens to all that music that I bought when I was in middle school? Yeah, that I in theory was supposed to own forever. Yeah. Like, is there going to be something that's like, okay, download this onto your own hard I don't drive? Know, but I mean, like, you know, in that gigantic tome of terms of service, I don't think that they're owed that they don't owe you access to it forever. I'm sure they don't. So like the, it could disappear and it would just be like, a, oh, well, sorry, you gave us money. And like long term uh, rental. Yeah, that's dumb. I agree. That's well, stupid. If you look at it that way, like. Our if bodies it is a are rental, long-term rental. Yes, but <laughs> not where I was taking it. But, it's yeah, but like, that sucks because it's it's such it's rent taking for nothing. Right. Because it's not like they kept paying the artist over and over and yeah, over. That's so yeah, that's it too. It's it'd like, be one thing if they were renting it to me, kind of like a Spotify model. But every time I play like I play it, they pay an artist. Well, and I think that's like, it's just like they took a bunch of my money that I would have rather just had it permanently from the artist or even had it temporarily from the artist. But instead, they took it to not give me a thing permanently. Like yeah. the whole thing I paid them for was to give me a permanent infrastructure around which to build my content. Otherwise, I would have pirated it on Napster like the rest of us. Right. I just wanted it temporarily. <laughs> it's ironic because then you would have had it, had it forever. Right. Yeah. Again, I know you can move your music. This off is of why iTunes we need like a hard drive. I did it for my dad when he wanted to move some music because he has an iPad. Because I don't know, he's eighteen hundred years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love you, JT. <laughs> if you still listen, wonderful dude. Um, but ultimately, visit your public library. Yeah, because yeah. they have um, movies and music and books and, and whatever you it. want. You don't even have to go to the physical public yeah. library if you don't say, want to. There's lots of library of apps. You, yeah. yeah, Hoopla will let you borrow music. You can't do like, you know, like you can't do like specialized playlists. You have to listen to like right. an album at a time. But like, I used to go to the library and borrow CDs from the library and rip them to my computer and then take I them back. I used to do that with movies all the time. Oh, it was so nice. That's. 
probably not legal. And it's also, very much not legal. most computers don't have right optical on the drives. Of all the DVDs <laughs> That's that true. It, it's a federal crime. You wouldn't download a car. You're also not allowed <laughs> to, to like walk Damon your alligator. You're also not allowed to like walk your alligator down the street in like Columbus, Ohio. So like, I mean, but this crime's a little bit more, <laughs> uh, less specific, I'll say. But uh, yeah, no, go to your library, borrow movies from them. Fuck the man. Seize the means of production. <laughs> Eat the rich. There's 99% invisible about libraries the other day. It was very good. Worth oh, a listen. you should check that out. I don't think I heard that one yet. Anyway, 99% Invisible is a great podcast, but so is ours. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Roman Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good impression. That was actually that was pretty really good. <laughs> no, he's Dan. Um, thanks, as always, to our composer, Charlie Miller, for her music. Catch her on Spotify and not iTunes, uh, although I get buy her music anywhere. Um, uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Uh, and email us your thoughts, feelings, and other Heath Ledger movies you'd like to see us do at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Do you think we've mentioned like another podcast on every single episode of this show? Indirectly or directly. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Apple's Nazis or Jeff Bezos? And I think we hit all of them today. (laughs) Cool.